0: Hello, you're listening to Barbara Wiernik Explores, the podcast which will carry you where you will meet today's European jazz singers.
1: I had a teacher, a class teacher, who recognized that I was musical and, and she, she said you should take this exam, you know, to get a scholarship. Yeah. And I said, oh, I don't have a teacher. And she said, stay behind after school. Mm -hmm. I will teach you. Oh. She said, choose some music from what you were playing when you were having lessons. And uh, she helped me, she coached me. Wow. And I took the first exam I got through, and then the second one. And I had to sing to get in. I found myself going to Trinity College of Music in London for an audition, and I had to sing. But it didn't occur to me to take singing. I could have taken singing as a second study, probably, but I didn't because that's not the way I wanted to sing. You know, I still wanted to sing like Frank Sinatra (laughs) and and Lena or Lena
0: Horne. As far as I can remember, Norma Winstone has always been a source of inspiration in the way I interpret jazz. For those who may not know. Noma has brought a new vision to European vocal jazz since the 70s. And this always with integrity and powerful emotion.
1: But I think I was telling you when we were talking once before about having been very influenced by American singers. Yeah. Of course. So all the great singers in that music mm-hmm. were from America. Um and I obviously I suppose I learnt songs from them singing them, hearing them, uh sing, and, and so I sang with a voice that was very influenced by American accent, I think. Yeah. Like a lot of people do when they sing standards, they sing with an American accent. And it's perfectly acceptable. Although Cleo Lane, who I talked about yesterday, yeah. she always sang with an English accent. <laughs> you know, whatever she sang, she did... Um, it was assumed. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, she sang in English. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't even think about it until singing Michael Garrick's songs, the ones that he wrote and mm-hmm. said, could you learn them? I sang them and... They were written by an English person. The the words were written by, you know, with with a very English sort of literary background. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. he was very into literature. And um, so I just sang them, I suppose. I didn't even think I'd just sang them like me. Yeah. It was just after that, when I was singing a standard again, I suddenly came to a word which I would have <laughs> sung, um, like was, you might say, I could have danced all night. And suddenly, I couldn't, not that I ever sang that, but you know, something like that. I wouldn't have been, I could have da- danced, danced. I, sing, I say danced, not danced. If I came from north of England, I might say danced. Okay. But it wouldn't be danced, it would be danced. You know, it'd be slightly different. But I realised, oh. What am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. This is not me. This is someone else's voice coming through me. Um, I mean, it wasn't a big revelation or anything, but it made me think. Mm -hmm. And so I somehow wasn't able to sing after that with an American accent. Although people have said to me, oh, yes, you, you do sing. You do sing like an American. Oh, really? Yeah, like an American. I don't know whether I do. I mean, I have the big, big influence in sound for me mm-hmm. was Sinatra. And of course, you can't be more American, but his was never exaggerated.
0: Tradition has therefore had a prominent place in Norma's musical journey. Finally, If it was Frank Sinatra who gave her her first musical emotions, she quickly turned to other genres.
1: I heard Kind of Blue, Mm -hmm. Mars Davis, and that was it, really. I just was completely taken over by this music. Yeah. And wondered how a voice, I thought, how satisfying. To be in a music like that for a voice, but I had no idea how it yeah. could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it would be wonderful if it could, because I'd heard bebop—you know, I'd heard Charlie Parker and, and, and Dizzy Gillespie—and I loved that stuff and and I loved the the melodies. But I never really wanted to improvise over those sort of changes. changes Probably yeah. they were too difficult. Mm. <laughs> That's why. But you know, you've got sort of chord changes that like every Every um, couple of beats, yeah. Um, but with this <laughs> modal music, it's open, and I thought, wow, this is more like a fret, like Debussy and and Ravel, and that that impressionistic music that I loved. Mm-hmm. And um, but so that was there. I didn't know. What, how I could ever be involved yeah. in anything like that, except I thought, well, maybe if you wrote words to those kind of tunes, maybe that would be a way in to that music. OK. But I didn't.
0: Under the impetus of Manfred Eicher for the famous German label ECM, they formed the legendary Azimuth Trio with trumpet player Kenny Wheeler and pianist John Taylor. This musical context allowed Norma Winstone to explore the sound's palettes in a very innovative way. Norma mixes her voice with the instruments without putting it especially in the front row. She improvises with new sounds, plays with silences, sings without vibrato with a voice of infinite purity. I always wondered, personally, whether at that time they knew how innovative they were in their style. Well,
1: I think we were aware because, yeah. um, because it got some strange reaction, you know, from critics oh. at times, and um, I think they weren't... And it was obvious that, that it wasn't a usual lineup for mm-hmm. the music we had played, um, and, which was jazz, but some people said it, they didn't think it was jazz. But we'd all come from jazz backgrounds, so you know I don't know really what else it, how else you could call it, you know really, um, and I guess there were that's another thing people said oh it's it's they're influ- influenced by Terry Riley and um, Steve Reich I, I don't think John I'm not sure that he heard Steve Reich mm-hmm. at the time but that's but, incredible because
0: it's really like in the same atmosphere and it's yes. really like so obvious when we listen to azimuth that steve reich is is, is there. there yes <laughs> I mean, well, I, maybe I, i'm wrong but i
1: mean i don't think john thought of anything like he'd wrote the pieces but of course uh, um i suppose you know because of the lineup
2: mm-hmm.
1: he had to play a lot of mm-hmm. things you yeah. know rhythmic things and and i keep sustained ostinato things so that would sound a bit like yes, yes. steve right? but we had uh solos going on over the top yeah um and, and maybe he had heard him but i don't but he always seemed a bit surprised when so it must be like that i think it so. Was just yeah but um yeah we were i suppose aware that it was different but it was i don't know it was, it was lovely it was i i so enjoyed singing those those lines and and the idea of of being able to sing in unison with kenny which of course i had done before a lot but improvising with him as Mm -hmm. well alongside Mm -hmm. him was well i don't know it was just just wonderful but um i don't know i think people would be more ready for it now than they were then
0: had no conventional musical education. In fact, one of the first times she took to the stage showed just how atypical her background was.
1: I, Michael said, Oh, Michael Garrick, I've got these songs I've written. Um, would you like to have a look at them? So he gave me the songs. I took them home and I, I looked at them, and learnt mm-hmm. one or two of them. And I went to a gig that he was doing with his sextet. And he said, uh, would, you, would you like to sit in and sing one of the songs? Wow. So I did. Yeah. And then I was about to just go and sit back in the audience. And he said, no, stay, uh, stay on and join in the next piece. Well, the next piece was, um, I think it was probably Temple Dancer or something. It was, it was in 10. It was an unusual time <laughs> signature for me. 10.8, um, I think. And not only for you. Not, well, it's just unusual <laughs> <for> anybody <laughs> at the time, yeah. Um, and there were no words, and I think it was just one chord, more or less, you improvise okay. it. So I thought, well, okay, so I Let's did a wordless mm. improvisation. And at the end of the evening, you know, the lineup of for his band was two saxophones and trumpet and piano bass, drums. And he said, well, one of the saxophone players is leaving would you like to join the band and sing the saxophone lines? Okay. So I said, wow, this is really good. And, and of course I had to do everything mm-hmm. in the key that it was in. There was no question of, well, we change this key yeah. because you can't reach that note. Because I'd <laughs> said to him, oh, that's a bit high. Well, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I did a bit more long note, long note practicing and uh, going up and trying to get my
0: voice higher. Since she was very young and started singing, all she had to do was to hear once a song on the radio to know it by heart. And then, when Norma started to improvise, it was very naturally that she let herself be guided by the harmonic suites. For her, improvisations are like melodies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is really instinctive. and It is what it was from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. because I didn't know there was any other way you could do it mm-hmm. um, Of course now I know in schools they, they they teach you about the chords and you know singing like the thirds and the fifths mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the you know, leading notes and um, but I, by the time I probably could have approached things in that way I had already been a long time doing my own form of yeah, improvisation and I'm sure it could improve but I think now it would kind of hold me back if I then had to think of about what yes, I yes, can yes. sing on this particular chord yeah. um, and uh, so yes it is it is instinctive but I, I think whatever you do whether you're working on knowledge um, mm-hmm. or, or whatever you have to be able to hear in your head where the piece is going mm-hmm. otherwise it's just shh, shh, shh. yeah you know it's like a, a whole um sequence that you need to know in inside you your, your you know in your head you need to know where you're going you need to hear it just in yeah. advance mm-hmm. everything you're doing and that's really comes from either if you play the piano you know familiarizing yourself with the, yeah with the shape of where it's going and that would work I mean you could maybe play on the piano what you could sing and and give you some ideas but that's that's not the way I've ever worked I've listened to the way people that I know like people like Kenny he has an extraordinary had an extraordinary way of of improvising. You never knew where he was going to finish. The line would go and you think, oh, it's going to finish there and it just goes around the corner and finishes somewhere else.
0: And I love that. Words have a very special place in Norma's music. So much so that one could compare her songs to poetry. She handles melody and lyrics with an art that belongs only to her.
1: Well, I always feel that the lyrics come... Out of the music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't really like to impose words on a piece of music. I do you rather, never do it? Well, I do, obviously. I suppose that's what I am doing. But, but they come normally from listening over and over and over yeah. to a piece until a line comes out somewhere that feels good to sing yeah. and feels good with that musical mm-hmm. phrase. And sometimes it's in the middle of the song. Sometimes it's at the beginning and having a title is helpful sometimes, mm-hmm. even if you change the title, to have something to start with is a help to try to get your mind into what this could be about. Um, and the thing is, I, I don't really, I would love to be able to write words like Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. tell a story and set some kind of a scene between people But my words never seem to come out like that. I can't seem to do that. But I seem to want to write words that could be ambiguous. You know, it could mean more than one thing, Mm -hmm. or... It's really like a poem. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Mm -hmm. People say it's poetry, but I think that the words... there's, There's another thing people have said, oh, why don't you publish a book of your words like poems? But to me, they're not really poems. They're It's really connected to the music. Connected yeah. to the music. I suppose they do stand on their own, but mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, they they came from the music. And maybe that's why they seem to fit. I, you know, and I never like words of, where people just write enough syllables to fit mm-hmm. the notes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, to me, it's got to be like there's a phrase yeah. in music.
0: So does it mean that sometimes and... you, you the, the music has to change to fit your words? Or is you, it like you usually really...
1: not. No. Um, because when I, I was, I've written a lot of words to Steve Swallow's pieces. And he said, oh, by the way, feel free if you need to change yeah. the melody or you need to change a rhythm or something. I hardly have ever done that. I don't know. I always try to fit whatever the music was in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I might have to put in an extra note or something because there's a an extra word I need in there or something, or miss out a note because there isn't a word for it. But mostly, they're very close to the original melody. I hope. Um, You know, it's very. I think it's very important. I, I feel sometimes people treat it very lightly, writing words. Oh, oh yeah, oh, I want to sing some words to this, and yeah, oh that will fit, and 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 I'm not left with any feeling of what the thing's about, mm-hmm. either the music or mm-hmm. the words. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's really got to be. a a real mix of words and music.
2: Long ago when her face held the power over Place where they hung on her every breath, watching as the time and her beauty fade, history is repeated, her power is depleted. skies of the multitude to eclipse her star fair a face is the one She questions her reflection. Her queen bee's honeyed words to the looking glass cannot make it lie.
0: Norma is hybrid. One foot in tradition, the other in modernity. One ear turned towards American standards, the other towards European innovations. Norma has been free ever since she started. She follows no code. She never imposes on herself any rule nor limit. Her gentleness and patience offer her the opportunity to put her great wisdom at the service of music.
1: It's music. And, and of course, I I feel an affinity with European music. Yeah. Um, And I think that it had a lot of influence on jazz. You know, when you think about Bill Evans' chords, you know, on on Miles' you know that that recording mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That he the tracks he's on in kind of blue that comes from it comes from the the, the impressionist yeah. and european harmony well same mm-hmm. with herbie hancock mm-hmm. and, and funny valentine you know he's he's playing it's 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 more from europe than mm-hmm. say from africa
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But of
1: course rhythmically there was the, it's all a mishmash anyway it's (laughs) it has to come from somewhere but you can't expect things to stay the same no um and for me i don't care what it is as long as as long as it's music that touches me you know it can be from anywhere Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't have to be jazz but it has to have that element of freshness of feeling that somebody's trying to do something
0: with these words i'm closing this episode i'm looking forward to sharing the rest of my adventures with you in a near future you can also go to the barbara viernik explorers website to find some complete interviews you can leave me a comment a message or you can subscribe to the platform you used to listen to this episode It was Barbara Viernick Explores, a podcast directed by Barbara Viernick and Zoe Van Coppenol. The interviews are carried out by Barbara Viernik. The jingle is written and performed by Alain Pierre. Thank you for listening.